So welcome to the gathering. I'm so glad to have you all join me today. And our lesson is going to be on the power of gentleness. And as we start, I just want to open in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for your, your word that's alive, that you, you want us to use in our everyday life, and that you love to speak to us, and you love for us to practice. And so open the eyes of our heart and open our ears. And I ask that you just speak through me and bless each one here in Jesus' name. Amen. So a number of years ago, I think it was 12 years ago, I got a call and a lady asked me, she said, will you come and speak to our group in Comfort, Texas? And I said, oh yeah, I'd be happy to. And the date worked out. And she said, now we have a topic we want you to speak on. And um, I said, oh, okay, what is it? And I'd already committed myself, you know, and said, yes, I could do it. And she said, well, we want you to speak on gentleness. And I <coughs> kind of, you know, cleared my throat because here's what flashed through my head. You've asked a bull in a china closet to speak on gentleness. Okay, that's not my strong suit, but, you know, I was already committed. I'd already said, yes, I can do it. And I knew God had something for me in this study of gentleness. And so I had to really dig deep um, to go in and see what God had to say. And one of the things I came out with was that gentleness, the reason we should talk about gentleness is that it's a powerful tool in so many of life situations. And I'm going to talk about some of those, but also... Another very important and the most important reason is Jesus was gentle. And his word tells us that. You know, Galatians 5.22, and if you want to look at that, by the way, in your lesson notes, mark out 3.5 and put 5.22. That's a typo. But in Galatians 5.22, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And fruit is evidence of what's growing. You know, the neat thing about where we live here, there's a lot of farming and everything, and you can tell what's growing by the fruit or by the vegetable that's coming out. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is gentleness. And in Galatians 5.22, it talks about all the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, and in the Greek, as you look at the meaning of that word, gentleness means excellence in character or kindness. Gentleness also means being kind or tender, having the qualities of a noble birth, and not harsh or severe. So this is in your definition of gentleness. I'm going to say it again. It's excellence in character, kindness. It also means being tender. Having qualities of noble birth. And not harsh or severe. And as a verb, 
gentleness means to be calm. Calm. And, you know, when I was asked to speak on the topic a number of years ago, you know, one of the things that went through my mind is, oh, wow, okay, I probably need to practice this a little bit more. I'm a strong woman. I used to not like myself. Part of my testimony is I really had some self-hate, and I didn't like the way God made me. But one of the things that I discovered is that he makes each one of us individually for the different calls that he has on our life. And so I've learned to accept who I am, but I've also learned to develop other qualities. I think some personalities, you know, they're just some people that are just, you know, really just kind and sweet and, you know, it's just part of their personality and character. And then you have others that, you know, are just more get it done people and maybe can can be more direct and things like that. And so I think for some of us, you know, for me, I've learned that this is a quality that I need to develop more in my life. And we're going to see where that comes from, from Scripture. So number one, for those of you that are doing the Bible study, <clears throat> gentleness is powerful humility. It means you're sweet-spirited, tender-hearted, and overcoming. Gentleness is powerful humility. And when I think of people that have this character trait in their life, you know, they're people that, when I started thinking in my life, who do I know that's really gentle and what do I think about them? Well, they're people that my heart seems open to them. You know, when someone's gentle with you, it makes you feel treasured. It makes you feel valued. It makes you feel important. And I first, you know, began to just think of people that were gentle. And that's what I thought, that's how they made me feel. I think gentleness opens the door to many possibilities. It opens the door for us. And I was journaling one morning and I was asking God about, you know, God, what do you have to say about gentleness? What do you have? What do you have for me to say to the to these these women I'm going to be speaking to. And here's what I had, and I copied it from my journal. Gentleness diffuses people. Felt like God said, you are a strong woman, and I've made you that way. Gentleness serves you well and serves others. It doesn't zap your energy and keeps you restful. It makes you look good and it makes you look like me. Gentleness represents heaven well, and heaven is full of gentleness. It is very valuable and should be seen by all. Pursue it and let it be seen in your life. And I knew after I wrote that, I thought, okay, I got a little bit of homework to do here. 
I've got some things that God wants to work in me. And one of the scriptures I came across was Matthew eleven twenty nine. If you want to turn with me in your Bibles. Here's what Jesus said. And Jesus was the most powerful man that there was. He said, Come unto me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You know, in a yoke is partnering with Jesus. A yoke, you know, back in, in biblical days and, and even, you know, even in the early times in our own country, a yoke, you yoked oxen and they plowed. And so you have to go together. You have to move together. And so that's what Jesus, Jesus is telling us, you know, come partner with me. Come practice with me. So I love that because there's no condemnation for those of us that maybe gentleness isn't our strong suit, but there is an opportunity for us to partner with God and to grow in that. Number two, gentleness provides rest for your heart. You know, if you're running around, you're uptight, you're stressed out, you're barking orders, well, you might want to consider trying gentleness. Because I'll tell you, the more I practice it, the more it just keeps me grounded and it keeps me settled. It helps me ha handle situations. And the fact that Jesus was gentle and the fact that when we come to him, give our hearts to him, Bible tells us that we're made in his image. And so therefore, when we get a new life in Christ, gentleness is part of our DNA because it's part of part of who Jesus is and we're made in his image. So, there's gentleness in you. There's just that place of accessing it and bringing it up. So, one of the reasons we need to practice gentleness is because, you know, Jesus is gentle with us. He really is. He's been the kindest, kindest person I've ever known, that's for sure. You know, 1 Peter 2.9 tells us, it says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. He's the king, and he's given us those attributes. It's part of our identity in Christ. This attribute is in us, because of Jesus. It's just sometimes we have to dig it up, we have to find it, and we have to practice it. So number three, the next point, this attribute is in us because we are made in his image. So nobody can say, well, I just don't, there's not a gentle bone in my body. Yes, there is. You just may have to dig a little bit, and you may have to find it, and you may have to say, okay, I'm not sure that I'm really good at this, but I'm going to practice it a little bit more. And here's another reason why we need to study gentleness. Gentleness, this is number four. Gentleness is not weakness. It's strength under control. Strength under control. And that's what we need. 
Just because we're strong doesn't mean we're just supposed to go out like a bull in a china closet. It's strength under control. You know, anyone can be angry and tell somebody off, but that's really not the way God treats us. And so that's our example of how we need to treat others. And, you know, when we respond in gentleness, it demonstrates it demonstrates our strength. Philippians 4, verse 5. And if you want to turn in your Bibles, this is a great one to highlight. Philippians 4, verse 5. Here's what it says about gentleness. I really didn't realize there was so much that the Scripture had to say about gentleness. But it says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So right there... The word tells us that we need to let our gentleness be visible to those that we're around. And guess what? When we do that, we model gentleness. We model the attribute, one of the attributes that Jesus is. So when I was studying this, and God was really working on me, I had a, I was working with um, women that were coming out of abusive situations. I was a, a director of the Christian Women's Jobs Corps in Kerr County, and so I was training women. I had 14 women that I trained, you know, for a 12-week time period in social skills, in the Bible to help them navigate life, in computer skills, and all these things. Well, I had a woman come in, and she said, Miss Kathleen, she said, I can't pay my rent. You know, she was hysterical, and uh, so I began to tell her, I said, okay, here's what I think you need to do. You need to call your landlord and you need to explain. You need to have your plan on how you're going to be able to pay this, but you need to ask for an extension. And so I was trying to coach her on how to handle this situation, not just ignore it, you know, but to be upfront and how to do it. So she said, okay. And uh, I gave her the phone and she made a phone call to her, her landlord. And the next thing, she comes, opens my door, my office, and comes in, and I can hear on the phone this other woman yelling and yelling. And her eyes were real big. It was like she just didn't quite know how to handle it. And so I said, okay, give me the phone for a minute. And this woman, I said, you know, this is who I am. I'm trying to help, you know, this woman. And uh, she started just laying in then to me. And so there was a part of me that wanted to say, wait a minute, you know, I wanted to kind of set her straight. You don't know what this woman's dealing with. You don't know, you know, I was really wanting to come to defense of my client. But I stepped back into my gentleness and I lowered my voice and then I lowered it a little bit more and then a little bit more. Well, she began to lower her voice and finally we got to where we could have a conversation on how this could be a win-win situation for everybody. But the interesting thing, and that, that I can see it as clear as day right now, it taught me so much about when I stepped into my gentleness, the power that it gave me. And it was like an aha moment in my life. So then I began to practice it at home. And then, you know, practice it other places. Um, number five. In times of conflict, practice your gentleness 
It helps dial the situation down. As I practice my gentleness, gentleness combats harshness and anger. And it shows that you're there to help solve a problem, not fight. Proverbs 15.1 tells us, and this is another one to highlight in your Bible, gentleness, a gentle answer turns away wrath. But harsh words stir up anger. So some of you may know part of my testimony, others may not, but I was married for 30 years and then widowed and then I've been remarried nine years. And I'll tell you, practicing my gentleness has been helpful in dealing with a husband. It has been very helpful in you know, as women, we can persuade. And oftentimes, I might try to use some of my strengths to do that. But as I've practiced gentleness, and I could see things with my late husband, Joe, you know, I could see how when I practiced my gentleness, he was much more open. And I've seen that over and over again with Stephen, my husband now. And so I want to encourage you, those of you that are women, to practice your gentleness in your relationship. It will help you persuade those around you, whether it's a boss you might have. Maybe you don't have a husband, but maybe you've got a boss, or maybe you've got a, a landlord, or you've got somebody else in your life. Gentleness is, it combats harshness and anger. And number six says, gentleness shows compassion and honor for a person and that you truly want to help. You know, I think sometimes, you know, we really want to help. And we have strong, you might be opinionated, have a strong opinion. And in your wanting to help, you know, you maybe your demeanor is coming across not in a gentle way. But what I've found is as I've practiced it, it gets me further. It gets me further in life. Colossians 3.12. And I love this scripture. <clears throat> it's another one to highlight. Colossians 3.12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, that's you, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So right there, God's Word tells us this is something you need to put on every day. It's kind of like deodorant. It's one of those things you need to put on every day. Put on these things. God says, God's Word tells us when we put these things on, it's going to be good for us. It's going to make us look good. And I remember one time there was a situation in work, and uh, I had a client. I was at a, a, a different job. I was working with uh, young people and, and this, and I had a young woman, young mom, and she was breaking some rules. And I had to, you know, begin to, to deal with her. And, man, she was hot-tempered, hot-tempered. She could chew me up and spit me out real quick. <laughs> 
and she was she had really come from a lot of hurt and in a situation with her and just talking to her one day when she was so upset because I wouldn't let her do whatever it was as I began to just lower my voice and kind of as a, as a mom comfort you know you comfort your kids or you try to calm them down as I began to lower my voice I noticed a difference in her and it opened her up and it opened her up to receive some of the things that I had to say so gentleness shows a person you're not just trying to get your way you're you're trying to help and I used to say well I just don't have grace for that you know I just don't you know I can't do that and really you really you can you really can't and it's just like anything else the more you practice the better you're going to get at the situation so number seven gentleness can diffuse a tense situation and it disarms people and when you're gentle it shows you trust God and you let him fight your battle you know, like, like I said earlier, anybody can, can snap right back. That is real easy for some of us to do. And then we can have a fight on our hands. When really it's not a fight that we want, we just want to make a point. And gentleness helps you make that point in a more powerful way. Proverbs tells us this in Proverbs twenty-five fifteen, It says, through patience, a ruler can be persuaded. And a gentle tongue can break a bone. Now that shows you the power of gentleness right there. And I've used my gentleness in different times when I was in the corporate world and dealing, you know, I had a chain of command and people to answer to. And sometimes, you know, it took going through this and this and this where you could get this done. And I'm like, this could be so simple if I could just, you know, I had to do, you had to do things the way they were supposed to be done in this organization. And so when I had people over me that I was really trying, that were over me, and my bosses that I was really trying to influence because I was boots on the ground in my community, the gentleness really got me a whole lot, a whole lot further. There was a part of me that was like, you're not here every day, you're not seeing what's going on, you're not in this community, you're not, that didn't get me very far. But when I could use my gentleness, there was a persuasion that I had and like the scripture said it, it can be a gentle tongue can break a bone Ephesians 4 verse 1 tells us that gentleness and humility go hand in hand Ephesians 4 it says as a prisoner of the Lord then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another in love. So the Lord says, be completely humble and gentle. And number eight says, a gentle man has an advantage because he has nothing to prove. You know, and that's when we walk in a humble way, we don't have anything to prove. And again, that's where our trust goes back to God. And when we choose to do things his way, we receive a blessing in that. First Peter 3, verse 
15 and 16 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Answer others with gentleness and hope. And I'll tell you, you know, when our world right now is a pretty crazy world. We've got politics that are crazy and people that are crazy about their politics. We've got COVID and people that are crazy about that. We've got vaccine. We've got you name it. You can get into a conflict real quick wherever you go. And I tell you, as I would remember to practice my gentleness in those situations, it's worked a whole lot better for me and saved me a whole lot of grief. It keeps your heart restful. It keeps your heart restful. You can be have a very strong conviction about something, and that's okay. For each one of us, we've got to go to the Lord and say, what do you require of me? What do you have for me? But again, it is in all in how we treat other, other people. And um, 1 Timothy 6, verse 11 tells us, it says, But you, man of God, and it's talking to Timothy, free from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. So that's one of the things that Timothy was instructed to do as he went out. As he went out, pursue gentleness, run after it, and choose it. So as I thought of different things in my life that developed gentleness you know there was number one being aware of it because I really didn't have any idea that the Bible had so much to say about it and that it was something God wanted us to work in to our the fabric of our lives but I also thought of how the things I had suffered had rubbed some of the sharper edges off of me and I want to encourage you if you're in a place right now where your heart is heavy maybe you're suffering in some capacity physically, financially, emotionally. You know, when I thought of how, um, how the suffering I'd been through, one of the things when I lost my husband, I said to the Lord was, God, I don't want to waste this pain. And so work things in me and work things out of me. Change me because I don't want to go through it for nothing. I want you to use this. I know I'm not exempt from hard things in life just because I'm a Christian. But use what I'm going through, the anguish of my heart, the grief, the pain, and let it work things in me and work things out of me. And God has been faithful to take me up on that. And especially when my heart's hurting and looking to him and say, okay, Lord, what do you have now that you want to work in me and out of me? And I ran into a woman um, I guess two, three years after my husband was gone and I hadn't seen her in a while and uh, she knew me, she knew me well and I ran into her and she said, how are you doing? And we had a little chat and we, we chatted for, I don't know, about 15, 20 minutes and she all of a sudden stopped and looked at me and she said, there's something different about you. I said, there is? And she said, yeah. She said, you know what, you're softer. You're just softer, Kathleen. And at that moment, I knew that the suffering had worked 
something positive in me, that she saw a gentleness, and there was. I was much more compassionate with other people going through adversity, just from the grief I had gone through. And there were so many things of how I learned the heart of God in those hard times. So if you're in a hard time, don't waste it. Don't waste it. Um, you know, another thing I think with that develops gentleness, like I said, is exercising. Choosing gentleness. Exercise choosing gentleness. You don't just develop a metal, muscle and it stays there forever. I wish that were true, don't you? <laughs> No, you have to keep practicing and practicing and make that muscle stronger and stronger. And so that's what I want to encourage you today to do with gentleness. Because we've seen so much from God's word that it has to say about it. And gentleness is a great offensive and defensive weapon. It's one of those tools you can pull from when you need it. But it's, again, it's, it's practicing. And we don't have to react to people we can respond out of the gentleness and kindness of God. Number nine, when you are gentle, you don't lose control. You have control of things that are out of control. That's something I have found is when I choose to practice my gentleness, and it's a choice, then I don't lose control. And then I have control of maybe a situation that is out of control. And is, have you ever been in situations that are out of control? Have you? Yeah. So practicing gentleness can do that. I remember I had a lady one time that I, I write for four different newspapers in Texas. And um, I had a lady that I had written on some topic. I don't even remember what it was. But she wrote me this email about how... It, it, about how she didn't didn't agree and so I quickly I was like who is this woman and so I looked at her on Facebook and you could tell she was kind of agnostic and just anti-god anti-everything so I thought oh okay now I kind of know who I'm dealing with so in my response I looked for anything I could agree with that she said and just thank you so much for writing and sharing your opinion and I just tried very gently to do that. And do you know, then she emailed me back and she had a whole different demeanor. And so then I emailed her back, you know, and was just kind, but in everything, because I wanted to show her, I wanted to model the goodness of God. I wanted to model that because obviously, probably because she'd had some hurt or something in her life that had turned her totally against God. But I thought, oh, this is an opportunity that I get to be not one of those people that quips right back at her, but I can just love her right where she's at. So sometimes it's in those hard things that we go through. You know, in 2 Timothy 2, verses 24 and 25, it says, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, must be kind to everyone. Hmm. Everyone. Pretty much includes everyone, doesn't it? <laughs> it? Kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. 
Wow, opponents must be gently instructed. I love that. Love that. First Peter 3, verses 3 through 4, in the Passion Translation, it says, Let your true beauty come from your inner personality, not a focus on external. For lasting beauty from a gentle and peaceful spirit is precious in God's sight and is much more important than the outward adorning of elaborate jewelry, hair, and fine clothes. In this passage of the Bible, God is talking to us as talking to those of us that are women. I know I have some listeners that are men, um, but it's talking to women. I think it applies there too, but how God wants us to demonstrate a gentle and peaceful spirit because we're carrying part of our nature into our homes, into our kids, into our family atmosphere, to our in-laws, to our outlaws, to, you know, our bosses, those around me. So I think it's talking to all of us how there's a beauty that comes out in us when we're gentle. And I think that when we are in those tough places in life, I know one thing I had written in one of my journals, it said, and this is something I wrote, that I felt like God was saying to me, it says, you've been learning to live in pain, brokenness, and suffering. And the brokenness and suffering is giving birth to a meekness, humility, gentleness, gratitude, and love. I need men and women grounded in these. I love using broken people. And that was something that really gave me hope during the dark days of my grief that the suffering I was going through because I was partnering with God, I was looking for Him to heal my broken heart, I was looking to Him for strength, was something that I could hang on to, that was giving birth to something new. And it's just like when we give birth in the natural. You know, as moms and dads, we have to help these kids grow up. We We have to help them mature. We have to teach them about making, you know, right and wrong choices and all that kind of thing and i feel like it's that way in god's word he's wanting us to grow up and so i want to challenge you today as we conclude to grow up to practice gentleness no condemnation you might be sitting here and saying oh my word i've never known this and i'm however many years old and i've never practiced this there's no that's water under the bridge you can go forward today because god He loves working with us. He loves when we partner with Him. And I know for me, as I've said, Lord, help me practice this. You know, help me practice this more in my everyday life. And help me to model model you in in all of the things in my life. So in conclusion, gentleness can quickly diffuse tense situations and disarm people. And number 10, gentleness makes people feel valued. It's a deposit in somebody's emotional bank when you're gentle with them. And another reason, it looks good on us. 
had told us in Colossians to put it on. And so I want to encourage you this week to remember to put it on and wear it. And it's a part of God's character. And we're made in His image. And we just need to work and practice to develop, develop it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this time together and, and for these precious people, Lord, that want to learn more about you. And so, Father, I pray we'd go out with joy and be led with peace. And Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit tap us on the shoulder and remind us to practice our gentleness. Remind us to to be yoked with you and walk with you. And I thank you that your Holy Spirit is the best helper. And Father, we just come because we want to reflect who you are to a world that desperately needs you. So empower each person listening. Help us to be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast.